I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And what do we do here at Record Night, Chris? At Record Night, we pick a theme out of a hat, and then we each bring a record out of a theme. We sit down, we talk about it, we drink beers, and we have fun, and we talk music. Sounds right? Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, so this is episode 35. Yeah, and not counting the uh, uh, several mini-episodes we've done. No, just, we don't count mini-sodes. Just like that last one we did uh, on Lingua Ignota. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Which I think actually, uh, the themes on that album work pretty well yeah. with what our theme is today, which is Satanic Panic. That's right, but why don't you go ahead and give our information now? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we are on pretty much everything. We're on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, at Record Night, Instagram at Record Night Pod. Uh, we're on Twitter at record Chris. Night, what's our Twitter? Record night underscore record that da- uh, record underscore night on Twitter. Yeah, cool. On Twitter, yeah. Or we've got an email or we are record night pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, so reach out to us if you have any theme ideas or any comments, or if you're an artist and you want your song featured on our show, mm-hmm. feel free to reach out and we'll get talking. Yeah, and so our actual feature is this week is a band called the uh, Camel City Blackouts. They're a band that was formed in fall of 2015 out of a mutual love of punk rock and drinking. They're based out of Winsome-Salem, North Carolina. The band consists of the two original members, Derek Gareth and Ryan Sizemore. Um, so, like, uh, I listened to them, and uh, I, I would compare them to Enemy in the State, um, Blink-182, but, but not with... Uh, not with the weirdness of uh, of uh, Tom DeLonge. Like their voices, <laughs> the, the singing is much more um, better than that, I'd say. Uh, in late 2019, the band released their debut album, Possession, and dropped multiple music videos, singles, and supported the album. This year, 2021, of course, they have followed the Possession with their new EP titled 13. The Blackouts have currently released two new music videos from 13 that showcase their roots and their DIY mentality. Uh, you can find other music on the major music platforms for any updates and add them on Instagram at Campbell City Blockouts. Um, the song we're playing at the end of the show is called Memory. So um, that's what we're playing at the end of the show. And you, again, you can find them on uh, at Campbell City Blockouts and on all things like Spotify or uh, I guess Deezer, iPhone Music. <laughs> But uh, cool. But they're unsigned. You can also find one of their songs at the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah you can. Um, they're unsigned and they're DIY, and so uh, and check out the check out the Camel City Blackouts. And, and I'm guessing they're na- the Camel City because Salem, Winston. You know, like like. Oh, maybe yeah. Cigarettes, right? Nothing. I don't know. Okay. I'm not a not okay. much of a smoker. Neither am I. So. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, pal? Uh, so far so good. Today's what Monday? Yeah. So, so we're we're early in the week. Um, but all my days kind of run together. Uh, since I spend them mostly at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I know what that's like being here. And like, what day is it really though? Does it even matter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so far so good. I started reading Dune this morning because I want to get that read before the movie comes out. So you haven't read it yet. No, I think I read like a hundred pages, like I don't know, six years ago. Okay, I read the book of the whole thing like six years ago, and um, I kept thinking about the actual like the guys playing it. Like when I was thinking about it, I was like, that was like that's perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, yeah, good, good, it's a good, it's a good read, man. It's not bad. Yeah, pretty excited to uh, keep going with it. How about yourself? What have you been up to? Um, not much, man. Just working, uh, and listening to music, and uh, feeling pretty good about this episode. So, so me too. Yeah, right, lots just... of lots of good music listening so, recently. Uh, I grabbed a bunch of records off my shelf just to just play. To sh- when it comes to uh, when it comes to this episode, Satanic Panic, I had a few ideas immediately, and then they went away. Like as in, like that's not a good idea to use this record. This was kind of oh hard. yeah, I had a I had a similar thing. This is just hard to find uh, bands because, like, I, I sent one that I think people who are used to, uh, who are at least are familiar with the music I'm picking, definitely know of, and I think the same way with you. But, but a lot of the stuff I wanted to go a little deeper than I wanted than I did. So, looking deeper into uh, straight up satanic music, um, mm-hmm. which you know we couldn't find grimoires or anything like that with like old ass satanic music that didn't exist, but. But looking into the, especially Norwegian and Swedish black metal, it got really racist and really weird really quick. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, you know, it, it, you know, all, a bunch of black metal bands apparently, a bunch of them, a lot of them, you know, straight up just like awful things. And you know, you people like, like, would you expect they're satanic? But you know, um, not all of them are satanic, <laughs> and not all of them are evil, evil. Uh, but uh, plus a lot of the like satanic stuff and a lot of black metal things was just to say things to piss people off. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it's just to scare people, you know, just to get out of the, yeah, main, it was to get outside the mainstream. They were mostly just like anti-Christian, yeah. but they would say Satan stuff to scare Christians. Yeah. Normies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, you know, what? I'm going to go with one of my pick was my pick was dark thrones, a blaze in the Northern sky. Um, dark, nice. Th- dark Throne. I do are, like dark throne. Yeah. Dark Throne are one of the first like black metal bands. Um, Blazing was in 1992, and uh, so uh, I'm going to mention this. Uh, f- two members of Finriz and Nocturnal Occultone. If you have uh, seen that, um, God, what's that? What's that? A black metal documentary? That, not the Vice one. It's not. No, Blaz- Lords of Chaos was. No, no. There's a. Something. I read that book. I can't remember. Okay, well, Finriz is like a big deal in that. That was well. will come. It'll come to me. But it's a black metal thing. Finriz is uh, the lead, like the lead songwriter. In Dark Throne, and he's like the nicest guy. <laughs> yeah, I one thing I know about him is he did like a, a joke campaign to be a politician, and he where it was like a picture of him holding his cat that said "Don't vote for me," yeah. and he won. Yeah, and he, and he does like you know like a, I think he does a weekly um like a radio show, and uh, in the in the documentary I watched him in uh, the Dark Night about it, Dark of Night or something like that. He, he did get kicked off, off a plane for having tear gas and, uh, like, I think some sort of sharp weapon on him. Other than that, he mm-hmm. seemed like the nicest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> but, um, Dark Throne are, they're kind of, they're kind of, um, legends in the Norwegian black metal scene for having, like, what's called the Unhunted Holy Trinity, which is under the ways in the sky, under a fear moon, and Transylvanian, Transylvanian hunger. Um, if you guys know black metal is just go to fucking YouTube or you know go to um go to uh, Wikipedia and explain what it is. But it's yeah, it's very just kind of like atmospheric, um, you know, fast picked stuff. They're not trying to do like crazy, uh, like solos and shit like that. It's all just about like building this like dense, bleak atmosphere. Yeah, and if you're um and if you're uh 
the visual guy. They got tons of great memes making fun of the way these guys dress. With these guys just in corpse paint and like spiked to everything, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> so many spikes. Typically all leather and black. Yeah. Faces painted black and white. And uh, they're in the in the, the early ones are from. If you want to be you know be super uh, elite about it, Norway. Um, and, mm-hmm. then, and then Sweden, and then there's like things like San, you know, all over the U.S. They have little black metal pockets. Like I think it was in the front room. One of your favorites, just Toby Stark, and they're from San Francisco, right? No, they're from uh, like Portland or Olympia. Okay, some West Washington. Coast yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, black metal's all over. But yeah. it's it'll always kind of be this like little niche genre, unless you're doing something way outside the box with it. Yeah, if you're if you're a Christian, you probably don't listen to black metal. I know there's some. Christian black metal, they call it white metal, which is um, yeah, or which, unblack metal. Yeah, which it, white metal sounds a little <laughs> a little problematic. So unblack metal probably works. Yeah, it's that. a little too on the nose for <laughs> some of the black metal lyrics out there. Yeah, yeah, they'd be like, yeah, it is white, white, white music, but what? But um, so which is so crazy to me because they, you know, they would say the Satan stuff to like scare people, mm-hmm. but then when they would say the racist stuff, you come to find out like they actually believe it, yeah, and you're yeah. like. This is fucking weird, yeah. man. People be like, would you expect their Satanists? And you're like, well, you know, like, apparently it's racist throughout the Bible. But, um, like, uh, <laughs> so uh, the bands you've definitely heard that are, um, that are, that are scary to people. Um, Burzum's one of them. Varg Vikerns. I've, uh, killed a, a guy for the mayhem. And Varg Vikerns is pretty much racist. And he has a little bit of, um, a crossover when it comes to Dark Throne because he wrote some lyrics for Panzerfaust and Transylvania, Transylvania and Hunger. Uh, since, mm-hmm. since then, uh, Finris has regretted working with him. Right? Whatever. I can't can't say I blame him. Yeah, I can't say I blame him. And I think he's trying to get that stuff like changed or whatever. But you know what, dude? I think it's time we uh, go ahead and talk about this record in general. So I'm going to go ahead and play the um, sampler. The sampler uh, you can find... Dark Thrones, A Blaze in Northern Sky on Spotify, or wherever you get your music. I actually went to Josie Records yesterday to see if they have it, and they do not have it. Um, a lot of the a lot of the early black metal stuff is super hard to find. Yeah, so um, I guess guys, if you really want to hear it, go go to go to Amazon Music or Spotify or Josie Music. And so here is Dark Thrones, A Blaze in the Northern Sky.
So that was um, Dark Thrones, A Blaze in the Northern Sky, released in 1992 on Peaceful Records. So Man, I just want to say, I love, I don't know, I just love early black metal. <laughs> it's got that, just that vibe to it. So uh, one thing I should say about Blaze in the Northern Sky is it has awful production, but that's part of the charm of it. <laughs> no, it's on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's on purpose. As far, uh, from what I've read on this album, uh, their label didn't want to release it because it sounded like shit. Yeah. They also switched from being a death metal band to a black metal band, but, like, the record label was like, well, we don't want to release this because it's black metal, and they're like, the band was like, no, 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 we're black metal now, you're going to release this, and they're like, okay, well, can we at least, like, remix it and remaster it or something? And they're like, no. <laughs> Which is like, uh, I know, I know a lot of like classic Burzum albums were recorded through like a, a, a fucking like headset mic on a computer, yeah, set uh, in front of like an amp. Like, it, it purposefully <laughs> sounds bad, but it adds to the like atmosphere. And the, it's so weird. And the you know, quote unquote, charm of it. Um, mm -hmm. if you listen to there's a lot of really produced black metal out there. If you want to listen to Weird Liturgy, or you know, I'm sorry, those bands that people don't think of black metal like. Like Death Heaven, and uh, I don't know if you've heard that new record, but um, <laughs> no, not yet. I'll I'll get around to it. Yeah, sooner or later. It's it's not bad, man, but it's just it's 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 not why I listen to Devo. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know. Yeah, I haven't. I have not been here. I've been hearing like mixed things about it. It's but... like it's like they went all full all shoegaze, and then um, you know the the lead guy just George Clark was just like, I'm gonna sing now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, but um, all right, you do you. But yeah, Wolves in the Throne Room—they've got some decent production. Um, Panopticon—they're uh, a newer, or he's a newer band. Emperor's newer stuff has pretty good production. Mm-hmm. But again, I have a problem with Emperor a bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they got like some drummer who killed someone, and now he's out and whatever. Uh, and uh, Gorgoroth—I'm pretty sure they sound alright too. And if you if you watch my lot clips, you've heard of some of these bands. We're talking about like Gorgoroth for sure. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Dark Thrones, a blazing under the sky. Well, um, you just want to go through track by track, all six tracks. Of course. Here? Okay, we'll start with Catharian Life Cook. Um, it's a ten Kick minutes, ass name. Yeah, it's it's a ten it's a ten minute song, uh, and it starts out with chanting, and uh, for creepy uh, Finner is doing some sort of demon voice. Uh, singing. Yeah, his like not singing voice on this is so funny. Yeah, face the go with the mirror. We've become the race of the cursed seeds. I've just the soul of the snake. We are blazing the northern sky. Which, that's some badass. Like, like that that whole part right there. Man, it sounds so fucking cool. <laughs> One thing I really like about uh, this album is there's a lot of like repeat repeated phrases in mm -hmm. the lyrics, like yeah. across all the songs. Yeah. Like it's. It's supposed to be like one whole piece, like even though it's you know separate tracks. But it's like this opens with the ominous chanting and stuff like that. And then the album ends as well with the ominous chanting. Like it's bookended by like you know these chants and all that stuff. Which uh, is a high-minded. I think it opens and closes with the same lyrics. Yes, yeah, it's it's a high-minded thing for a record for such an early shitty sounding record to have such a cohesive vision. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like in. Even when it, like you know, it's being one of the first black metal records, it's it's known for being something kind of great. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like, like there's some there's some greatness in it. And part of the repeated phrasing, the the whole idea of this vision for the record, 
is what makes Blaze in the Northern Sky a monumental record in the um, black metal scene. And it's very satanic. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, that was like, you know, I'm, I don't listen to Darth Maul all the time, but when I do, I listen to this and, I, you know, later on, whatever. But, you know, they, they mention things like, uh, I'm gonna, each time I, they mention like, um, you know, Satan, I'm, I'm going to make basically, uh, or these things are truly unholy, I'm going to mention it. The song, for example, a throne made a throne made by remains of twelve holy disciples, which is um, <laughs> which is cool. Well, that, that, that was pretty fucking awesome. What about the face of the goat in the mirror? I know, dude. Who's the goat? Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I'm gonna guess it's Satan. The soul, the snake. Who's the snake? The serpent, Satan. Right? That's him. Yeah, and this <laughs> and this song, Cathernia Life Coat. It's it starts out with the chanting, and then it's just it's just straight up. It gets a. Uh, it gets evil sounding and it gets fucking brutal. It's awesome. Yeah. And one thing, I think this one might actually be my favorite Dark Throne album. Mm-hmm. Like, I like all three of them. I can't remember the name of the middle because you, you you were mentioning like the Holy Trinity or mm-hmm. the whatever they call it. Yeah. I know uh, what you're Which is this one, a middle album, and uh, Transylvanian Hunger. Yeah. And I, I like all of them. Um, but this one still has little bits of like, they haven't. Fully committed to like the really like atmospheric black metal stuff. So there's still like almost like bits of like punk in here. There's a bit of death metal in here. I hear a synthesizer I, at one point during this record. Do you hear it too? Uh, I think so. Yeah, the, the black metal bands do use synthesizers because yeah. um, they like to do like the. A lot of black metal albums will turn into like dark ambient albums mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's a one of the Burzum albums has like an 18 minute long, uh, just like minimalist dark ambient piece on it. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, this kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like it cause it gives a lot of black metal kind of lacks that like, yeah, yeah this fucking rocks. Um, which I think this one hits that, hits that point really well. But here's this is the rock in an atmosphere. The, pro- the problem with some of this record is that, like I'm like, is there a bass? Because <laughs> like, I was yeah. <laughs> I was trying to hear it. And I heard it once I put headphones on, but if you listen to the background, I couldn't hear the bass at fucking all because it's mm-hmm. very, like I said, very tinny. So you're gonna have that problem get a deep low end. We have such cheap production, but I heard it at some point. Um, I was like, oh, there's a bass, <laughs> but um, it's it, an, it's probably just as like a backup noise making thing. Because I think they also put like a shitload of distortion on the bass. Like, oh yeah. yeah. It's practically a second guitar. Yeah. So this also record this this song in particular uh, mentions coyote, coyotes about four times, and I, I didn't know there were coyotes uh-huh. in Norway. I thought that was strictly North American thing. I did too. Weird. Yeah. 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 So he mentions coyotes feel the cold wave of the dark. Uh, I think the coyotes sparkle or some shit. No, sorry, you're wrong. Uh, it sparks that makes like Cody's eyes. And he says, he didn't say diabolic, he says diabolic, which I noticed too. Even though you can barely understand what he's saying. I had a hard time, a very hard time, following lyrics in this. Because he'll just, he'll say half a word, or he'll just throw out a word oh, all, yeah. all together. <laughs> all together. You know? And, um, but uh, one of the things I love is, uh, he talks about a world without end, which is great. Like, th- there are such good lyrics in this, and it's a problem that we, and it sucks that we can't, that, that not everyone can understand it. This is some really good stuff in here. Right. I mean, not for um, me. I'm fine. One thing I thought it. was really funny 
on uh, Spotify is this song is listed as uh, explicit, <laughs> even though there's no cuss words in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like, mm, this song's a little too evil. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, everything sounds super fucking evil, and that's that's what Black Metal is all about, sounding evil. evil. I want to mention that in this whole record, there's only the fuck word once. So yeah, yeah. So we can think about that. They thing. don't need to rely on on bad words. Yeah. And that could bring just us into the next imagery, track. next track, and the shadow yeah. of the horns, which right away just sounds super satanic. Um. Again, face. Yeah, it's it's. I just really like how like well put together the lyrics are, how yeah. like poetic sounding they are. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, there's a lot of good stuff in the lyrics for like being super buried in the mix, dude screaming it. Especially <laughs> when a lot of the other black metal stuff is all just kind of like uh, yeah, Satan. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of silly, you know. And this one that actually yeah. sounds. I mean, there's silliness in this too if you really look at it, but. But uh oh god, there's there's a lot of silly. There's a part in this song uh, where a uh, singer does like a menacing laugh, and you're just like, oh god. Yeah, yeah, I know. Is he, is he choking? What's the deal here? Um, <laughs> I think there's like some cowbell on this. Yeah, at the very beginning, the little cowbell. I'm like, what? What? Oh, he's doing that. I guess they asked him to do that. Um, so. uh yeah, so but um, instead of the horns, he's got stuff like faces of the goat in the mirror, eyes burn like an October sunrise. So good. Um, I like this one. Um, and one thing I think black metal is really good at like evoking mm-hmm. is like, uh, along with like the atmosphere, there's a lot of like landscape imagery, mm-hmm. um, especially on this song. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of other bands that do it. That like they're all really inspired by the natural scenery oh, in the so countries good. that they're from. And it's like, it, they just, they know how to describe it so well mm-hmm. that it, it often, it's like, am I listening to like a Cormac McCarthy novel? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just said that so well describing like some trees. Oh. Yeah. And you know, uh, this one actually has kind of like a chorus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you notice where he repeats in the shadow of the horns. Coons like the air of the night, world without end. Again, that world without end stuff. So good. Yeah, this one. I mean, this one also opens with "Face of the Goat in the Mirror." Yeah, and, more uh, more repeated lyrics. And this the one that really uh, really just makes me just giggle with the sea tank uh, laughter. Is I kiss the goat, witchcraft still breathes. I was like, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, this this song rocks hard too. It's a it's got that you know it's got the basically the open chords and then the chugga. What's a chuggy? Yeah, it's got it's got some cool chuggy riffs, uh, yeah. which are pretty rare on a black metal album. And like it's lots usually of, and there's lots like of just ch- dissonant notes. Yeah, yeah, and you hear a lot of chugging and um, thrash metal and all that stuff. And but this is this this shit rocks, man. It's not it's uh it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I like uh, I like this one. There's a part where it becomes like a punk song for a little bit. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. and then kind of near the end, there's an acoustic guitar solo. Which sounds badass, by the way. I love it. Like, I like that they didn't go completely bare bones. Mm -hmm. Because that's what a lot of black metal stuff will do, where it's just like, we've got a guitar player, a singer, and a drummer. And it's like, we do not deviate from this at all. Uh, We, you know, only play this certain style like this. But this is, there's a lot of uh, variety in this for a black metal album. Oh, sure, for sure. And it's, it's a, for black metal 
I mean, for a touchstone black metal record, uh, it's got a lot of respect. It's people respect it, which is great because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, posturing and black metal, which brings oh us, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, which brings us into Paragon Belial. Um, Belial itself being another term for a a Satan like creature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So saying there's that, no goat in the mirror on this one though. No, but but there's there's the the best version of Belial Paragon. Um, <laughs> so this, oh man! Right at the beginning, though, the singer like legitimately sounds like he's dying mm-hmm. horribly. Yeah, yeah. And this one where he's not concerned with full words a lot of the time, like like uh, he didn't have time for that. He just has to, he has to say what he's saying. Uh, Finner is, and um, mm-hmm. and this is the short song so far. It's a five and a half minutes. The last one was seven minutes, and. I, I don't know. I figure. I folks, think the first one was ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes and a little I, over. I think like more like a good third of that sampler was was the first track. Um, oh yeah. Because, well, it changes a lot. It also has that little like beginning intro thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has a really good lyric on there of uh, "My flesh yearns for the tomb world." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, talking about cool death, man. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Yeah. The coolest way to say I wish I was dead yeah. was my flesh yearns for the tomb world. <laughs> yeah. Um, the boiling sea beneath the castle of Faust, Belial finally comes forth. And then they have what Belial says, which, I mean, this, this the, the it says the ancient white light writings. Whatever it says, it's like sort of saying making your own god, which is kind of like if you look at the Church of Satan, that's what they sort of believe. But, mm-hmm. but um, I'm choosing to believe he's talking about Satan himself. But yeah, right. But you know, like I really like. Um, there's a lot of like uh, imagery in here of like being frozen or cold yeah. things. Oh there's yeah, that's what's great. Cold and chilling, but then you're saved by the boiling heat of hell because yeah. it warms you up. I um, I can think about it now. Well, there's yeah. freezing up in no way. Um, uh, Cowbell makes a return on this song. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But as a whole, like, this song's a little, it's, like, slower and doomier. Like, it doesn't quite rock out as much. But but I gotta say, there's nothing like, like, you know, you hear some records where they have beautiful moments, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say there's any beautiful moments in this record. It's all pretty ugly, but it sounds great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got some fun, like, little, like, Black Sabbath, like, squeedles on the guitar uh, at yeah, some point. Dude. Yeah, dude, the, 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 I did make sure, because the, the, the playing on it, the uh, musicianship on it, is great. Like it's not bad, you know. No, it's it's a fantastic it's, album. Yeah, um, we move on to the next one, uh, where the cold wind blows, which I think is my favorite song on the record. Better pick one. This one kicks off right away. Yeah, uh, you got like a blast beat and tremolo picking, just right out of the gate. Straight up wailing by the by the sing by Finneris. He'll just he'll, he won't even say words. He just screams, just ah, you know. And I, yeah. I was into that. I was into the, just the. I'm like, the, there's no words. They're just screaming. He's just wailing, which is pretty cool. It makes you think he's super into it. Um, so uh, I, I like you know, taste my tears. <laughs> That's the thing in here, <laughs> uh, which I thought was like you know, my tears they tasted. Uh, and this is the one where this is the record where they, this is the one song where they say the fuck word on. Yeah. Yeah. Only I could accomplish a fucking self defeat. So. <laughs> so, yeah, this one's uh, this one's an interesting one because it's not quite talking about uh, you know Satan or anything like that. Things are dead, but it's you know it's there's stuff about like knights and kings and all that stuff yeah, like and it honor get, after and it gets, death. And it gets a little like uh, a little um, 
Scooter may be a little too, uh, like, what are they actually talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so it's like a little, little uh, death is or dishonor here. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I do like the, I did the soul of the snake, which was mentioned earlier and mm-hmm. which was, and then he slept to the Armageddon shore, which, okay. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Right. Who wouldn't? Um, but, uh, yeah. So this one, it sounds like these knights and these people are going for hell. Like they're, they're that's where they're, they're heading to, mm-hmm. to, to go to their land of, of, uh, uh you know, down below where the bad people go. <laughs> oh man, this one has a super evil sounding riff right around, uh, right around like the five minutes, 50 seconds, almost like 60 second mark oh, or dude. six minute mark. Yeah, dude. Uh, it gets super, super evil. evil sounding. Yeah, yeah. Really cool too. Um, like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the more evil it sounds, the cooler this record is. And it sounds fucking evil. Um, yeah. Uh, this one wasn't my favorite. I think my favorite might be in the shadow of the horns. Oh yeah. That's my second favorite. I think I, I got, you know, I listened to this record probably four times a day just to, Oh, nice. Just to be prepared. Um, and I listened to the other one too, but, uh, but, but, uh, yeah, this is a, cool song and these this record's 42 minutes long so it's you're not you're not like you're not if you're if you're dreading it it's over shortly it's not it's not a long record at all it's probably 42 minutes to me is about the perfect length of a of a record to me i think so yeah lately i've been really liking shorter records Mm -hmm. just because they kind of they get in they get out um but, I mean, the one I picked is not a short record, but the band is known for having a very short record. We'll get to it. Oh, but. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go to um, A Blaze in the Northern Sky, the titular track. Yeah, um, very doomy, sad, dark. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, interesting thing is my, my brother, is, he's in a little bit of black metal, so he, he would carry his queerest chase with friends about what's the b- best um, depressive suicidal black metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that, apparently that's a genre of black metal. Um, it is. It's fine. There's a lot. It's a lot of like uh, solo acts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's like the top two are like Leviathan and uh, Zaster. Yeah, I think it's hard to get a whole band into the fact that, they, you know, probably not all of them are suicidal. I mean, that, that's like right. kind of the recipe for disaster if you get a whole band of suicide people in. But, um,. Yeah, because one of them will leave it. But, um, yeah. Right. So, Wisdom of the Sky, this has things like covens. Uh, th- this one got me a little, like, when I was, like, hear the pride of Northern Storm, I'm like, okay. Um, but, um... <laughs> this one, to me, seemed like it was kind of about the spread of, like, Christianity mm-hmm. through, like, Scandinavia. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... And a- that, like, Christianity's on its way out, um, and... But they're, you know, lighting the darkened sky and kind of pushing through Christianity's influence with, you know, Satan. This has some really good lyrics in it. It took ten times a hundred years for the king of the northern throne to brought tales of the crucified one. Such good lyrics in this. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I was super into it. Um, and then, you know, it talks about souls of blasphemy, which, you know, that's what you're going to do. And then it ends triumphantly with the next thousand years are ours, which... uh yeah. There's a lot of triumph in this song. It's like, all right, Christianity's had its turn. Now it's time for, 
for Satan. Yeah, that's what I hope it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it could. That's what that to me. That's honestly better than the alternative. <laughs> what yeah. they could be talking about here. But uh, but it's it's weird. This song is also like the shortest one on the album. Yeah, it's like five minutes. Yes, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. just over. It's like almost five minutes long. So it's like an almost normal length song, which is cool. I mean. This track has this record has like seven, six tracks or seven tracks, and um yeah, it's you see at the track list and you're like, oh, this is gonna be short, it's not, and then you know each song is pushing is over five minutes, I believe. And they they're very in the way of atmosphere when they talk about um when you talk about atmosphere when it talks about how long they actually do some of these riffs just over and over again, and you know not like a um not like a post rock band where they just take a long time to get to it. This just it feels good to hear those those riffs over and over again, you know. Yeah, and uh, it really has everything that if you listen to a black metal record and you want that it scratches it has it on this record, you know the tremolo picking and the um, the evil. So. Yeah, it is very much a uh, black metal album, mm-hmm. but it does step outside of its box every so often, which, which keeps it interesting. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, there's some variety to it. You're not just like popping in for an hour. And just <laughs> hearing the same thing for I'm wondering if a people, really long if time. people heard that when they when they hear the sampler, <laughs> you know, like if they're the same because I'm like it sounds a little like the same song. I feel like with black metal, um, like a bit of work is required to kind of like get into it, and I think that's by design. But um, kind of pick apart and figure out what's different mm-hmm. between songs because I do feel like on the surface, especially with like. The wall of sound thing, yeah. the you know, you got the blast beat drums and tremolo picking, like it all. It's like as close to static as you can get. <laughs> um, yeah, if your if your your friend has his headphones up all the way and you're three feet away, you're like, is he just listening to white noise? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, so I do. I mean, it it took me uh, a few listens uh, early on when I was trying to figure out what the hell black metal was um, yeah. before I like. It just takes a bit to kind of be able to like pick stuff out. It's like yeah. drinking a a wine, getting into wine. <laughs> so you're like, oh, this one tastes like manure. This one tastes like doo doo. Yum. When were you uh, introduced to black metal? Uh, it's probably like high school when I was getting into metal. Yeah, you have that friend that's always into like the shit like that, and you're like, well, okay, how do you? No, I was I was that friend branching out. Oh, you were okay. Well, it's because I listened to. I got it. Who did I get into? I think I got into like Metallica and mm. Megadeth. Mm. Um, and it was like, I want more stuff like this. And then just tried searching through all the different genres of metal. A few friends were into this uh, stuff. Um, I do know that uh, Words of Chaos was passed around in my friend group. <laughs> like that book when it came out, passed oh, around. Yeah. And that's how I got to know about this. So, you know, I, I know a lot about some extreme metal. Even when it was too odd, you know? So, right. Yeah, so... Every every so often I get a, you know, kind of wild, wild hair that I'm like, I really want to listen to some extreme metal. So I go, you know, I'll listen to black metal, death metal. Uh, I'll do some, like, grindcore. And it's it's really weird because, uh, you know, people talk about why metal dudes hate new metal, and I understand it now. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, like, they're, I mean, because it's... It's just close to pop metal that pop can get, like, at that time. You know, Got the Life's not that heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, um, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about new metal in a later episode. I don't know. 
<laughs> but, um, oh, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the last track. The last track. The Pagan Winter. The Pagan Winter, which, uh, if you guys... It's got a very, like, almost, like, mathy, angular riff mm-hmm. in it that I like. And it's also got a laugh in it. It's got a Fenris laugh in it, in this song. Uh, and also, you know that band Super Dream Ritual, which is fronted by Phil Anselmo? Anselmo? Which, they, uh-huh. got, they got their name from this song. The Pagan Oh, Winter. really? Yeah, and Phil and Tim was a racist asshole, so whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but this song itself. Uh, face of the goat in the mirror. Yeah. He's back. He's back. Is it my face? Am I Satan? Are you the goat? Are you the greatest of all time? Um, but, um, I could be. But, you know, again, again, uh, it ends like it began. We're chanting, but before that, we get brutality. <laughs> and, yeah. And more blasphemy, more religious bodies crossed the sky. The vision was our wine. Roar of fire, feeble fools, into the furnace fire. Oh, just such good lyrics on this. Like, I know, but uh, stuff from the first track returns as well. So we've got the face of the goat in the mirror, mm-hmm. the race of the cursed seeds, the mm-hmm. soul of the snake, mm-hmm. and then we're ablaze in the northern sky. Oh, yeah, which is it's like a nice like conclusion or summation of everything that came in the album. It's it's like a it's like a bitter drink that we could that you get really cool feeling from. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> drink a potion or something. But the, that, I, I think that's all I'd say about Dark Throne um, when it comes to this record. Uh, I, it's great. If you're curious about black metal and where to start, I think this is, a, this is a good entry point. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you guys can find us on Spotify. They got all kinds of stuff on Spotify when it comes to Dark Throne. All kinds of their shit. Um, I think all the, most of the um, recent stuff has been rooted out of Spotify when it comes to um, black metal, but not all, uh-huh. not all of it. So keep your eyes open and uh, don't get too far deep into the hole. You'll find some shit that will squeak you up big time. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's Dark Thrones, uh, Blaze in the Northern Sky, 1992, pretty pretty killer record. What did you bring? I dig it. I dig it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it kicked off my uh, current streak of just listening to extreme metal stuff so i've been doing a lot of uh a lot of like classic death metal has been kind of my go-to so lately what, what, what have we been listening to them? i've been listening to um morbid angel sure. and cannibal corpse yeah, yeah. you know all those fun guys <laughs> i've been i tried some like napalm death last night i'm still trying to get into grindcore but yeah, i can't it's hard man it's hard really hard like that you know like uh there was a grindcore show that happened in dallas and they were selling it was like classic grindcore so I bought a CD and I didn't like it. It's like extremely terrible. I think, I think a lot of like the the earlier stuff, like uh, Napalm Death's first album, mm-hmm. isn't very good. Even uh, even even Man is the Bastard's not that great. People talk about the band all the time. It's mm-hmm. like sort of pirate power violence grindcore type band, and I don't really like Man is the Bastard. Uh, trying to remember. I think I tried another Napalm Death album. Couldn't get into it. Um, looked up some other bands that are in it like something new because i really like uh i really like anal trump <laughs> i want something more that style where it's like serious like really really quick songs so, anal cunt you've listened to them, right? yeah they're, they're fine, fine. um <laughs> uh, so i tried agoraphobic phobic nosebleed sure. and didn't like them i tried cattle decapitation who the singer of Anal Trump is in that. And I didn't really like P- them as much either. Are they grindcore? 
They're kind of like, I mean, they're, they're very extremely, like, people say that I did cow the cabin pig destroyed, it wouldn't be a, a stretch to say, you know what I mean? You right. Know? I think I do. Okay. I Maybe I'll listen to some of them tonight. Okay. Uh, and, you know what? Let's, let's, let's talk about the record you brought. Sounds good. Okay, so what did you bring? Um, so I also had, I think, similar issues picking an album. Uh, mostly it was like, I was kind of between two camps uh, mm-hmm. where I was like, do I pick an album that's like satanic, but a little more like subtle about it? Mm-hmm. Also a little more kind of like underground stuff like that. So yeah. I was considering going with like a KO Dot album. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, their, uh, their lyricist is like, I don't not like a a higher ranked like Satanist. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly, but it's like all of his stuff goes through kind of like a Satanism lens. Yeah, yeah. But they're not singing about Satan, so mm. you know it's a little more hidden in there. Um, but we specifically call this episode Satanic Panic. Yeah. So I went with ones that like people are looking at and going like, oh well, this is Satanic. Yeah. Uh, you know so. Part of what I tried to do was go to uh, the PMRC (laughs) and read their stuff. Uh, There was, like, the Dirty Filthy 15. Yeah. um, Which only two bands on there had issues with occult stuff. Yeah, yeah. One was Venom, and I tried really... I listened to three whole (laughs) Venom albums and was like, I cannot talk about this. This sucks. Because this this episode, we talked about episodes where we have records we don't like. But we wanted yeah. to pick stuff that was actually enjoyable on this list. Most like I can I can pick stuff I don't like if it's shorter. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a lot of these things were like, for whatever reason, every Venom album's like forty five minutes. Some are like an hour, and you're just like, how? It's it's like yeah. Was, I also just don't like it very much. Venom in a mayhem. And then I don't like mayhem at all. I don't think I I haven't listened to too much of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one that was on there was uh, Merciful Fate, Ugh. like King Diamond and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it was just like, I can't get into this either. So it was like, I didn't want to commit myself to listening to a full album. Um, so what I ended up doing was picking the first band I was aware of that had satanic imagery. <laughs> yeah. And that's Slayer. Yeah, Slayer, part of the big four. And the I'd, yeah. I'd say of the big four... They're probably because I mean people because of accessibility, they're, they're number three. I mean, well, I guess accessibility. I guess it'd be it'd be Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, then Slayer, right? I'd say so. Yeah. Um, but um, of the big four, I only like two, and Slayer is not one of the ones I like. Uh, it's Megadeth um, and Metallica. Is that who it is? Yeah, because we talked about. Anthrax. I keep trying. I keep trying with Anthrax. I cannot yeah, get into. I them. can't do it either, man. It sounds. It sounds like old guy stuff. Like and, and yeah. you know, like, and you know, uh, I don't really like Metallica. Anything pre, I mean, anything black metal and black uh, black album and up, because they just became pop metal after that. But we we'll get into that. Right. Um, so my option with Slayer. Mm-hmm. I even texted you about it. I'm like, do I go with the one that's like the most satanic and the most well known, or do I go with the one I actually like? Yeah, because there's there's a few. There's repentant, repentless. There's South of Heaven, and then there's a uh, God hates us all and Rain and Blood. And you went with the one that I haven't heard of before. 
which is oh really yeah so uh i was gonna go with rain and i was thinking of rain and blood that was the album i was i referenced earlier where it was like it's a very short album it's a sub 30 minutes yeah yeah i just cannot get into rain and blood yeah. i've tried so many times and i think i only like the opening track and the closing track <laughs> um so the deal with so the album i picked uh is seasons in the abyss mm -hmm. 1990 uh it it release order it goes rain oh. and blood uh south of heaven seasons in the abyss rain and blood is their like thrashy non-stop like just all out like metal assault basically yeah, yeah. south of heaven they're like well we want to show we've got range so we're going to slow it down but they slowed it down for an entire album and everyone was kind of like I mean, it's good, but like, uh, it doesn't it doesn't quite like rock as much. Seasons in the Abyss, and why I like it is it's got the thrashy stuff. It's got some of the slower stuff. It's kind of got like everything. Yeah, it's got um, it's got some groove metal parts to it. Yeah, yeah, which I really like those. Like, there's three songs in here that I think sound very similar to each other, and they're three of my favorite tracks. I want I want to mention something. So I read a little bit about Slayer a while back, actually, and this is when they got sued for being a band that. There's this uh, four Slayer fans that killed a girl, and the parents sued the Slayer because they said the music caused these people to uh, uh, slay this girl, and um, and they called um, they called Slayer death metal, and I'm like, do they do they know what death metal is? <laughs> like, like, nope. uh, no, no. People still call them death metal. Um, Cause mostly they, it's because I think people don't. It's you know people don't quite know with a name like that like with a name like Slayer and then you, you just um, you haven't had this idea of what death metal is in your head and they, yeah I think a lot of people think death metal is metal that you just sing about like evil stuff no it's not it <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah and then my experience with Slayer is one time I think I was in like a Target and I saw <laughs> one of their CD cases that it was either it was either the front or the back. Somebody had carved, it was like from like a concert, somebody carved Slayer into their arm mm -hmm. and then they put it on an album. And I, that freaked me the fuck out when yeah. I was like, <laughs> however old I was, I probably had to be, been like 10 or 11. Oh, that the fuck you, freak you out big time, yeah. You know, back when I was like big time into Jesus and all that. And I was just like, oh my God. It's like, it's like Marilyn Manson gonna was make also, me carve so band Marilyn, names in myself. Marilyn Manson was terrifying at that time too. Now oh yeah. Now it's terrifying for a different reason. Yeah, now he's <laughs> actually just an evil person yeah. and not somebody that parents are afraid of. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that, but yeah, like for example, Slayer bands and bands like Dark Throne, they 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 terrified parents, and that was also a good qualifier for this episode. But we actually said, I think that we actually did put a thing in the thing in the hat for um for uh pan, I forgot the exact phrasing I put in there, but um bands parents wouldn't approve of. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we have to go dig a deeper fill deeper for that. I mean Yeah. But uh but um which record did you go with? Seasons in the Abyss. Nineteen ninety one, right? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. So I think year I was born. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think we should listen to the, the sampler and and we can get into it. Hey guys, this is um you can find this on Spotify like I did. Season in this by Slayer.
So yeah, that was Slayer's Seasons in the Abyss. Um, I was mentioning earlier, I really like kind of the variety in it. Yeah. Um, you know, slower tracks, faster tracks. They also do some like experimental stuff that I really like. Or it's hit or miss, but I appreciate <laughs> that they do the stuff. Uh, we'll we'll get into those a little bit later. Where I'll mention them, but. They're also a little more like melodic on this, where I feel like a lot of these songs like mm. really get stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. There's some catchy stuff in this, and I'm really, I'm really glad you include that that double d- bass drum fill in the same I, Yeah, I, I was, specifically, uh, you know, seeked out that yeah, part. Yeah, that was because I, I remember hearing that. I'm like, God, God I hope that's on the sampler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I wasn't. I'm not very familiar with Slayer. Uh, the my f- first like. Exposure to actually hearing them as opposed to having them with some boogeyman, <laughs> you know, like yeah, uh, was a uh, was my buddy uh, was taking me home and he he was the first like one of the first of my friends that legally he legally drive yeah legally instead of, it's just my <laughs> buddy who drove around his car when he was fifteen and right. no license but he uh, he had a God hates us all by Slayer and so I remember driving oh, yeah. him and mm-hmm. me right home from school and him screaming God hates us all on the ride home from uh, from school, high school. Um, I was like a junior, not a junior, I was like a, a freshman maybe. Fuck right. Up. But yeah, I remember that specifically being, that's what I mostly know of Slayer. But I knew they were, you know, and then being around people, I just knew they were part of the big four. You know, like Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, and I still can't do Anthrax. You know, someone want to add the Exodus or Testament to that list too? Uh, I think I think there's a lot of people who want to add a bunch of things to that list. If you had to pick XX this or Testament, who would you want to be part of that big five then? I don't know. I've never I've never really looked into Exodus or Testament, but maybe I, I will now. I'm in a I'm in a mood, so I'd be, I'd be Exodus personally. But yeah. Shit, well, I'll have to yeah. listen to it. But again, um, again, I don't like Anthrax. Like I can't. You and I. Yeah. I remember one time I you. I can't get into Anthrax. You and I. We decided the same day we'd pick a record to listen to. <laughs> not for the episode yeah just we're like let's figure out what anthrax is about we just couldn't figure out what anthrax was about no they do have bring the noise with public enemy yeah, which and that cool. song fucking whips yeah that's the best thing they've done yeah yeah anyway let's about to slayer so yeah um oh shit oh so another thing with slayer is you know they've got kind of a lot of like scary lyrics a lot of like i mean they have god hates us all a lot of stuff that sounds very blasphemous but i'm pretty sure the main singer and bass player is pretty devout Catholic. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff they write is just like, 
we don't believe this stuff, yeah. but it's like it matches the music, yeah. um, which I think is really funny when, um, you know, people are all scared of them. It's like, oh, they like Satan. It's like, no, this guy, this guy straight up doesn't. Well, he just like, thinks it's an interesting thing to sing about. Well, because Gary King, he's anti-theist and he writes a lot of music and lyrics. And so they're yeah. like, and yeah, the, the bass player is, yeah, pretty devout Catholic, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like, obviously he's going to kind of get like final sign off on the yeah. stuff that he's going to sing. And it's like, if he's cool with it, then he's cool with it. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to, when it comes to, again, you had to go to the PM, PMRC for filthy 15 or whatever. And Slayer's on there. So, and here we are with talking about, and the, this is satanic in the way that it just shows like how awful people can be, you know? Yeah, it does have a couple songs on here that are like actually like kind of satanic or talking about hell and stuff. Um, but yeah, you're right. It definitely leans more into like it's more political. Yeah. Uh, you know, more kind of humanities evils and stuff like that over like hail Satan. Yeah, and then some pure all stuff like about serial killers and shit like that. Like you know, like you know, at, yeah. At the time when it was written, it was edgy, but now it's 2021, and that's. It's more important for people, you know. So um, I mean, everybody's got their favorite true crime podcast or TV show do, nowadays. Do you, do you listen it's to like, any true crime podcasts at all? I can't do true crime. Uh, it it skews me out. Oh, is it scary to you? Does it freak you out a bit? No, it's just like it grosses me out okay. mostly because it to me it really feels like uh, people profiting off other people's mm -hmm. misfortune. Like you can be as uh, you know respectable as you want about it, but you know when you're like. Oh, and this person died a horrible death. This, you know, this child died and was left for dead here. Uh, this episode sponsors Squarespace. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I got you. Um, that's it. It all seems like really like that part seems disrespectful to me. But then also the fact that it's like real and not from someone's imagination is just kind of like I don't know. This is a little too fucking gross because it's like I can watch you know endless slasher movies, but it's kind of like haha, that kill was interesting and creative and then it's like real life is like oh um, you know they they did all this fucked up stuff and you're just kind of like ugh oh, but, uh, Mrs. Slasher, I watched Candyman yesterday I really want to see it oh it's really good it's really good I would say that. I mean I've seen the original of course, obviously yeah. but um yeah I need to figure out a time to go down and see that it's, it's baller it's 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 uh I'll get mad at the first one but you know the first one's aged so poorly <laughs> that, that you know like yeah it's hard um, but um, yeah, let's get into uh, the first song on Slayer's. Uh, uh, Slayer's. What, what is this record called? Seasons in <laughs> the, Abyss. the Abyss. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're ensemble. Uh, so yeah, it opens fast. Yeah, it sounds we're very. Like, hey, we still got metal. it. Very thrash metal. Like yeah, like, uh, you know, um, you know, old Metallica. <laughs> yeah, old Slayer. Yeah, and, and you know, like uh, I was thinking at certain points of the record, I can hear James Hetfield replacing the singer because they have both the same sort of growl. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think uh, the singer's vocals on this one are particularly strong. It's one of the issues I have with uh, like uh, Rain and Blood yeah. and all those albums is I just don't think often i just don't think he his singing quite matches what's going on like if he had a little bit more of like a range maybe yeah or just like more of like a rasp to it just more like metally i yeah, guess it yeah. just kind of sounds like he's just like talking yeah a lot of times yeah and there's some of this i'm like you don't have to sing that much but 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it a little, make it, give it a little bit of a f- fierceness, a little growl, a little more roar. But this is, but this, this song is, I mean, it's it, the name of it, just war ensemble, just, just, um, just a b- bunch of imagery of just death, you know, like, like things that would happen during a, during the, you know, a war thing. And the chorus is support the war or support, um, basically saying, you know, this is what it looks like. This war is hell. And here these people talk oh, about yeah. loving it, you know, like, and that's obviously not what Slayer, Slayer is saying. They're saying, look at the horror of war. Look how awful this is. Yeah, know? and then how detached people are from it, too. Like, yeah. there's the line, uh, uh, the final swing is not a drill. It's how many people can I kill? Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, it's a great song because it goes head straight into, uh, the brutality, you know, and it's yeah, and, and it, it, I this one feels like an answer to uh, people complaining heaven? about South of Heaven. Oh, yeah. Like there's oh they don't do fast songs anymore, so there's like all right, here you go. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's also that song's word in some way has it's catchy. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I thought, think a lot of the songs on this this album in particular are super catchy. I didn't remember, during my lunch, I was uh, saying support the war. You know, like, like me too. Yeah, yeah, while yeah, I was cooking today. Yeah, um, uh, but. One thing, if I if I had any kind of issues with this album as a whole, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of the songs are a little long. Oh yeah. I yeah. think almost all of these songs could be cut by like almost a minute. Yeah, and, yeah. And it wouldn't diminish anything from it. Um, and there are also three songs on here that sound almost identical to each other. Oh, you think so? They're my favorites. I like Blood Red, like Blood Red, Expendable Youth, and um, see one? Skeletons of Society. I think they all kind of have this same, like, chugging uh, rhythmic structure to it, and it's just like, I swear to God, this is the same song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting. Uh, like, for right away, you hear how technically proficient everyone in this band is. And if oh, you, yeah. If you look at the scariest guy in the band, it's Kerry King. Like, if you submit that guy in the alley, you'd be terrified of him. You know? I don't think I would. No, Kerry King is one of those, like, my dad would be afraid of him, but yeah. it's like, he's he's doing all those things that, like, are trying to signal I'm a badass. Yeah. But it's, it's all stuff that I would laugh at because he's, you- like, a bald dude who has like tribal tattoos on his head. He he wears you know still like the long studded <laughs> things. Yeah. He he wears like a wallet chain that's made up of like an actual chain, and it's like you look like an anime biker. So uh, one of the things that I heard, and this is I heard this on like a uh, this guy was with this uh, guy with the, with his dad, and then with the Ozfest, and the guy the dad's there was Oz, Ozzy, and he like a. Uh, he ran to Kerry King, the guy, and he didn't know who Kerry uh-huh. King was. But uh, Kerry King obviously went up to him. He's like, "Hey, do you want an autograph?" And the guy goes, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> and, <Kerry laughs> King, and he walked away. And the kid was like, "Dad, that's Kerry King." So he's like, "I don't care." <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, and uh, honestly, if some scared you like that when I was ten years old, asked for you want to give me an autograph, I would probably just be silent and be like. My dad, strange danger. <laughs> that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, if I was as old as I was when I first saw the album, I'd be terrified of yeah. them. But uh, Slayer again. Um, again, everyone in this band's fucking fantastic at their instruments. Like, like right away, you can't, you know, you can't fuck shit up with this. 
But um, yeah, you want to move in the blood red? Yeah, uh, the first of the three songs that all sound the same. <laughs> uh, blood red. It's uh, this is this is a, a political song, you know, about yep, about fascist governments. Yeah, and and you know what they do to their people and how awful it is, and uh, it's it's. I'm getting a little freaked out by uh, people who are talking about, like, the government's trying to control me now because of, you know, now they're saying that, you know, the government's trying to control people to get, you know, vaccines, and they're, they're, they're you know, they're supporting you about it. I don't know anything about, you know, that no one's coming to your door yet with a needle saying you need the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. But if it was a smallpox, I'm sure people would be lining up to get the vaccine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, this... It's always have. It's always nice to have a healthy, distrusted government, but know it's good for your health. And exactly, yeah. And so, yeah, I have a healthy, distrusted authority too. I hope so. I hope everyone does. Of course. Yeah. You uh, should. Yeah. Everyone but should. a healthy one. Yeah. Healthy. I think that's the that's the key word there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this 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 was a pretty straight up, um, pretty straight up, just a political song, blood red. And yeah, and they do kind of slow down a bit. This is a little more like mid tempo. Mm-hmm. So um, what I saw here is uh, I saw baggy shorts, half shaved heads, and a bo, in an eighties like color video. That's what I got in my head. Like that's what I heard. You know, like like in my head. You know. Like, oh yeah. You see those uh, video you know, videos of uh, daytime festivals and with like you know a crowd of like nine hundred around this one stage, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what I saw in my head. That's what I saw here. Can also the baggy shorts in the wall of chain <laughs> like that's, that's why i got my head but um but yeah this slowed down a bit and it's um but again it's them showing range sort of but still brutality brutality throughout. yeah i i like this one i like the kind of little main riff on this guy mm-hmm. uh which is i tried learning it because i had it stuck in my head and it's really hard to play yeah, like well, weirdly hard to play oh you're like i could play that and you're like i guess i can't <laughs> so like yeah, that. like it moves in such like a unique way that it's like my brain can't, my picking hand can't match up with like what my other hand is doing, and yeah. I was like, all right, I'm giving up on this one. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't need to know it that badly. <laughs> yeah, I'll find another one. Maybe I'll I'll move on from Blood Red to one of the other two songs. Yeah. So, Spirit and Black Man, uh, that's a uh, this is the song that's actually satanic because it talks about going to hell, basically. Yeah, it's basically just describing what hell's like. Yeah, which is. It says, "Welcome to my world. Involve yourself within my dream." Yeah, <laughs> I rule this point of view with the devil. Yeah, rule this in front of the throne for eternity, which is, yeah, man. <laughs> they do do a bit of a um, uh, a self reference on here where they said, "Where blood forever reigns." Yeah, they did raining that. blood. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, I did like a this song is fucking uh, it's it's fucking killer. Uh, this song a lot, um, not just for the yeah. lyrics, but the, the it's it's straight up brutal. You know, you can't really talk about hell without being brutal, I suppose. Um, yeah, about halfway through the song, though, it like picks up, and I think that's about as close to death metal as Slayer gets. Yeah, God, I'm, still, I'm still weird about them calling them death metal. I it'll forever bug me. Similar to like people calling um, like Slipknot death metal. Yeah, like I, I've had friends who claim to listen to metal, and they're like. Yeah, I listen to like Death Metal like you do, like like they do, and they're like like Slipknot. I'm like that's not someone. Okay, I'm not gonna. It's like people calling like there's a, there's a thing that happened like when punk was not as strong as these people. People be like, yeah, I like punk bands like Kitty and Kiss, and be like, what? 
Those that's yeah. what your, that's what your parents call punk rock. That's not what punk rock is. You know, it's a, okay. I know. I just but no, I get I I get annoyed by it, but then it's like nobody cares. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna. It, I'm gonna. I, no, nobody's gonna change their mind and be like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe Slayer isn't a death metal yeah, band. And then like, we're gonna sound like pretentious assholes. Like 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 yeah. well, who the fuck do we think we are? <laughs> it's like I don't care that much if they call it the right thing. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times when people want to know you listen, you want to be a bit more specific. I've gotten to the point where I just say, like, extreme forms of metal or your punk rock. Like, I'll, I'll just right. say that, yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, Ramones, like, sure. <laughs> like, 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 that's... Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, get into Expendable Youth. Which yeah, is, the second of the songs that sound pretty similar. And political, again. Uh, yep, another... Uh, military one yeah I got, I got more like 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 home you know i got this more about like, like gang violence sort of thing yeah, yeah that too i think you know it there it's like comparing the two yeah you're right <laughs> it's like war you know like street wars like a battlefield yeah yeah you're right that, that that's 100 true and extremely youth saying basically the you know the military industrial combat just sees you as a number as a gun not a person sort of thing uh, so, yeah, it's comparing the the uh, streets to uh, a battlefield, which, hey, hey, man, I can't disagree with it. Um, right. And, uh, you know, apparently the um, the uh, bassist said that he uh, grew up in, in a gang neighborhood, so he knows sort of, he sort of knows what it's like. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. The uh, I think it's the opening line on this one. I don't. I can't remember quite what he says, but the way he delivers it, it sounds a lot like a uh, uh, the Melvins. Sounds like a King Buzzo mm-hmm. yeah, it's, thing. Like what I, I it was. I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. But he's like, bomb bad deal on a raw deal. <laughs> 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 it sounds exactly like King Buzzo to me. Uh, yeah, I heard of like uh, actual like like um, melody in this because. It's, it's there in the other songs, but this is the first time I'm like, oh, he's kind of sort of doing a melody, you know, going on. Which yeah, which is if I had a a, uh, a beef with Slayer at all, it's it's the melody. I don't want to hear melody when, when I'm listening to. Oh, Slayer. I'm fine with the melody yeah. as long as it's. I guess it all depends if it's you know sounding triumphant and cheesy yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk about on the next track. Um, but there's, there's a line in this one, um, that's like, it seems like it should have had like a comma in there or like a pause, but he says an accidental death homicide. And it's like, what? it sounded like you needed to fill an extra like syllable or two and you just chose to throw whatever in there. Yeah, It's like, you could have done like, like an accidental death homicide does not sound like, it sounds like you're trying to say something like, cause to me an accidental death. Now, I want to start completely different things. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you can say accidental death, comma, homicide, you know? Like, yeah. you know, whatever. But, Maybe that's the intent, but I feel like the way it's delivered yeah. is like, when you hear it, you're like, that's just kind of like a weird, a weird line, weird it's, way to say that. It's like when you have bands that we will leave the first syllable of a song, like the first syllable of a line there, and then when the next verse starts over, they do the second syllable, like, be and then leave you know i'm like what yeah yeah no effects do that a lot and it, and it used to bug me but it, they do it so well so now you love it yeah <laughs> um 
Dead skin. We get to dead skin mask, About uh, which I think is Ed Gein. Yeah, Ed Gein. Yeah. If you, do you like the band Ed Gein? I don't think I've heard them. Power violence. I would check them out. Maybe I will. Yeah, they're illustrated edge and vegan, so. Uh, That's all right. I don't. You know, the, the, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying just keep that in mind wisdom because they, <laughs> you know, smoke the end of the shotgun or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I mean, since we were talking about Grindcore, I think Cattle Decapitation are too. Yeah. Because um, a lot of their stuff is like, you know, anti-meat industry, but then they just replace the meat stuff with people. Yeah. And they're like, see, yeah. if we replace it with people, you don't like it. Oh, yeah. How would you like it, you know, to eat? Uh, would you, yeah, would you kill someone? They're cute. Would you kill animals? Cute. You don't eat parrots, do you? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, Dead Skin Mask. Uh, about getting it being kind of like we've talked about this before, how it's kind of it's it's kind of childish a little bit like like for example we talked about um, Joe Biafra he sang that song about uh, killing children you know yeah kind of like that but apparently Ed Gein, you know he's a real person and this is the horror of it all and yeah I just feel like at this point maybe not in 1990 but at this point in my life I am so tired of hearing about Ed Gein yeah I'm tired of it too. It's like everyone always brings. He inspired, you know, a lot of movies and stuff like that. Um, so maybe at the time he wasn't well as well known, right? And so he was still scary. But, but uh, right, I, 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 like you have had an asshole I, mean, I really have. Yeah, but uh, it's like all right. He made you know he made things out of people, and yeah. it's like now anytime something like that happens in a movie or a book, it's like I gotta you know hear about how everything was inspired by Ed Gein. And it's like, I do not care yeah. anymore. I no. get it. Yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, but this song is one of the, you know, it's one of the slower, more melodic ones on the album. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. A lot of, um, I, it kind of, you know, is all centered around this one little like guitar riff. That's like the two guitars trading off, which I, I think is really cool. Yeah. This this does have like like for the for the kind of kind of silly lyrics it does have really good musicianship. I'll say that about most of the songs on this record, but I do like the, the solo in this is pretty pretty killer. I'll say that. Yeah, this though, uh, this when I was I mentioned earlier they do some like experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> one has over the last chorus has. I think it's supposed to be like one of Ed Gein's victims, just like, yeah, let me out. But they like pitched up somebody's voice yeah, instead of just having someone else do the voice. Yeah, I heard you include that and in the it sample. It sounds so cheesy. It sounds so stupid. I think this was a song. If you're gonna have someone, if if, if let's say that Slayer were selected with their fans, this is the one to um to phase out the normies. I guess the best way to put it, like, uh-huh. yeah, like if you're not cool with this, I guess you're not cool with Slayer. <laughs> like, so. This would be the song I would pick, though. Like, if I was showing somebody, like, oh, this is what Slayer's about. <laughs> or, like, you know, showing off, like, an accessible Slayer song, it would be this one. Because, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is, it's kind of it's kind of catchy. <laughs> it, it's, I think, one of the more melodic songs on the album, but it's not one of my favorites. No, it's not my favorite either. Um, I d- but I, they go from the slowest to back to being fast again with hollowed point hallowed point point and it's uh it's a sort of play on words you know with the hollow and the hollow so mm-hmm. like, so uh, if you guys know hollow point boy it's bullets are the most destructive of of bullets besides um depleted uranium bullets <laughs> but uh <laughs> and i only know that because of anti-flag so suck on that 
<laughs> yeah, you learned something. Yeah, so yeah, uh, hope of us will will shred you up. They'll they'll uh, you shot with those. It's it's a uh, it's pretty fucking bad. And this what that's what the whole song's about. And sort of like you know when I first read the lyrics, I'm like, is this like a anti gun song? And apparently it's not. It's not no, even... it's it's like a nothing song. Yeah. Like I was I was reading stuff about it. It's not pro or anti gun. It's just like yeah, gun. It's a gun song. But but it's just like uh, my sweet revenge, bitter and depression. I'm like, uh, what are they talking? They talking about like the, the, uh, the personifying the bullet. You know, like like does the bullet have personality? I thought at first, well, no, of course not. It's a bullet. <laughs> you know, right. but, like, but then they uh, inject emotion into this. Like it says, randomly kills his victims, and then like it says, revenge, depression, and then hatred. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's a weird one. They do kind of, there are a lot of like connections between like gun stuff and religion. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got hallowed. They say like anoint in it and conviction and all that stuff. And it's, uh, it's supposed to sound like kind of cool, I guess. Right. Yeah. But like to me, it's just like, okay, you're just, you're just trying to, to, to make, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't necessarily have a problem with, uh, where still makes sense. I, I mean, I like the Mars Volta just fine. Right. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, uh this one just, it seems like they're trying too hard, I guess, in the lyrics to make it sound silly. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but musically, this song's oh, yeah. really cool. I yeah, think the, the riffs fuck, yeah. change a lot, yeah. which I think is really cool. Like, you get like five songs out of this one song. And it, yeah, it's it's classic thrash, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, and then that leads us into the last of the. Uh, the the trinity on this one of songs that sound the same, which is Skeletons of Society. Yeah, my favorite part of the song is where it slows down for the breakdown, basically, for Carrie Solo and the Skeletons of Society. That was my favorite yeah. part of the song. I didn't include a lot of solos on the sampler yeah. uh, just because I think every Slayer solo kind of sounds the same. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got kind of like the, the... I think they're all improvised, as far as I can tell from... Um, interviews and stuff but a lot of it's just like you hit a bunch of the notes and do some like whammy bar squeedles and all that stuff Um, i i think they work really well on this album um it's another reason why i don't really like uh rain and blood is because i think all the solos don't quite match i think i want them to be like more technical and interesting and they're all just kind of like so uh one of the things that, that i noticed about um about about uh, solos when you see bands live. Like I saw Black Dolly in real life, and then mm-hmm. after their first record came out, which at the time like when we listened to them, and then we saw photos of them, like they just like dudes. They don't have coarse paint or anything. On. <laughs> I was like, oh, I saw I saw Black Dolly murder in uh, in alternative press, and they just look like dudes. It's just called dudes. But um, when I saw them live, they played the solo from their first. I forget the first song off that record. They played the solo note for note, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't it. You're improvised. Yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to play, you know, Nirvana so well in Bloom, and that's just make up as you go along sort of thing. Well, maybe they improvised it and then learned how to play it. That's probably true. Which, hey, man, uh, I, I kind of I dig it when bands change it up a little bit live, you know? Right. Yeah, I kind of I do, it. too. I like when they kind of jam a little bit more, because if you're just going to sound exactly like the album, I'll go listen to the album. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm there for experience, pal. Like, I'm not there to listen to I'm not listening party like Donda and Kanye West and that shit. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. Oh, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, it's kind of about, uh, you know, you got like nuclear nuclear war. Yeah. 
and the like equalizing effect of you know like the apocalypse. Yeah, and you know, uh, yeah, like it says acid rain, it mentions the prophet, which yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, the, the, again, it gets a little satanic in here, uh, because again, you're gonna talk about you know the what's gonna happen when there's a when the because I think at this time there's still a little bit of Cold War uh, shadow over things, so. Mm-hmm. This stuff could have been terrifying in the right you know, frame of mind. Yeah, I think they they almost do, like, world building on this one. Like, mm-hmm. you're already there. Like, uh, what is it? Hear the prophet make his guess yeah. that paradise lies to the west, so join <laughs> his quest for the sun. It's like, I don't know. That sounds cool, but it also sounds kind of like the opening line of a uh, fantasy novel. Yeah, it does. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, like, sort of, like, this is what's not happening. Like, you know, every every novel starts with the aftermath, like which what's like twenty years after the whatever happened. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, the chorus in here is just kind of like this weird little like two line spoken word thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shades of death are all I see. Are all I see? Skeletons, Skeletons of, of society. society. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that might be expendable youth. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this one has a sort of groove element to it, like groove metal. You can hear that term thrown around for this one, and yeah, yeah, which uh, we can probably explain that a little bit since we explain black metal it's kind of like if you take thrash metal and then just do mid-tempo stuff yeah and that's groove metal yeah uh so this the thrash metal band when they slow it down to mid-tempo it's groove yeah because there's a groove there's a a sway to it (laughs) yeah um and then after that is temptation which they're back to kind of the thrashy stuff and probably at least it's on the record honestly same yeah it uh it's so this is another one that they experiment with so what happened, you know how it, it has this kind of like back and forth voice thing that they're saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead singer thought it would sound good sung one way. Guitar player thought it would sound good the other way. So to kind of humor the guitar player, uh, lead singer sung it the way he wanted to. And then at some point they accidentally, when they were listening to it back, played them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they were like, that sounds cool. Which whoever agreed that that sounded cool is an idiot because yeah, yeah. it sounds awful. <laughs> um, but luckily they pan it into either ear so you can you know pull one earbud out or and, whatever and, and, and right. listen to how how it would sound better. But yeah, having them both together uh, sounds really bad. But I'm I appreciate that they were willing to experiment with it. Yeah, and so but but a lot of times you're like, does that sound cool? And like yeah, let's leave it in like that way. And you're like. I don't know. You spent like a year and a half, two years on making this record. Are you really just gonna be like, yeah, let's do it that way? <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like the worst compromise. So it's it's like what they did with Saint Anger, Metallica, <laughs> and just like, oh, yeah, let's have that trash can in there. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I should give that a listen again. There's like you know you go online, you see sort of reappraisals of Saint Anger, and people are like it's not that bad, and I'm like. I don't really give a fuck about talk. I'm gonna read this article anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just kind of the new thing in media journalism. Yeah, is reappraising old things because you know I I watch a lot of and read a lot of like video game stuff and it's it, oh let's reappraise this thing and it's like no that game is bad yeah. like I don't know they just want everybody wants to reappraise everything like we didn't understand it originally and it's just like 
no, you're just <laughs> you just want people to click your article and read about yeah, what's like, so great about you know, Madden 2015 <laughs> or whatever. So like a lot of people like these are music too. For example, like uh, I'll I'll go ahead and give the snobbiest, most pretentious uh, publication Pitchfork. They when um, Andrew WK's first record came out, they gave it a one. Uh-huh. And they repraised it 10 years later, 15 years later, whenever it came out, like 10 years after that. Like, we're wrong. Now it's a 9.6. And you're like, what happened? Like, like what, what did you do? What Did it change for you? Or, like, it, you didn't get it the first time? Like, No, know. they just they just figured out that people don't like it when you talk bad about Andrew WK, so they changed it. I do, I do like Andrew. Like, as a person, he's awesome. Yeah, I don't listen to his music, but he seems like a cool dude. I listen to Party Hard quite a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know me. I'm not really a party hard person, so it's just you know, I'm just trying to do it. Born of fire. <laughs> oh right, uh, temptation also has some satany stuff yeah. on there, selling your soul to get things that you want. <laughs> Fun stuff. But yeah, born of fire. Uh, so this track was originally an instrumental track, uh, which when you listen to it, knowing that it, I feel like it would have been like, I uh, just weird. It's like overly long it'd be a weird just yeah, long it, instrumental track it, yeah it makes you wonder did they change it after this instrumental track or did carrie just come there and like, do this now over, over what, we, what we recorded you know like yeah and uh, i don't know do you still do a lot of instrumental tracks do you know the other slayer instrumental tracks? not off the top of my head no yeah. okay it just seems like they it seems weird just like an instrumental track like you can tell when some songs are because it's like they're written in such a way that vocals wouldn't fit with it, but yeah. I feel like this one doesn't work without the vocals on it. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And it also has satanic imagery, so PMRC. Oh, yeah. Suck you're in kind of like the mind of the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, it makes you wonder, like, who wrote lyrics for what? You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah. And I have to go check the liner notes. What do you think of the. Like, the Slayers have always had the same singer, right? Yeah, and that's why I think of the different moment. drummers, though. I think that's, um, that's not that big. Of a this, well, this one's the last one with Dave Lombardo. Oh yeah, the guy who who's did, the good one? Yeah. Didn't they also have a, like, a guitar player that drank himself to death? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Sad, um, but um, I think the problem with Anthrax is they always talk about like you know eras of Anthrax with different singers. So even if I wanted to get into them, I'd be like, well. Where do I start? You know what I mean? Yeah, which one's the good one? Yeah, because that's what, I'm not gonna go through twenty albums of Anthrax just to find the good one. Yeah, maybe yeah. you just have to find like a greatest hits playlist yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but this song, and kind of with like most songs on this album, the bridges are kind of the best and most interesting parts of the songs. Yeah, yeah. At least for me, and maybe that's because. Like I was saying earlier, the songs are overly long. <laughs> um, so by the time the bridge comes up, it's there's a little bit of change introduced. And it's like, oh, hey, cool. Something new's happening. But so I always this, end up liking those parts. You're saying this could have been 32 minutes long instead of 46? I think so. Yeah, I'm with you. With you. <laughs> I feel like you probably could have even taken a couple songs off the album if you wanted to. Yeah. Like I think with Slayer, uh, they really showed, at least with Rain and Blood, that you can do a sub 30 minute album and it's still really good and critically acclaimed. Um, but I don't, I feel like Slayer as a whole can't really carry an album for <laughs> however long this is like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, every time with this album, like right around the time I hit skeletons of society or temptation, I'm kind of just like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and change it. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Side. A. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But then you get to Seasons in the Abyss, the titular track, um, uh, this which is, is the, the first, longest song on the album. It's the first time I noticed harmony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I knew it was there, but uh, like, this is the first time I actually, in my ears, I like, actually heard it. You know, like, I'm like, oh, there's harmony in this song. They actually do a little bit of harmony. I'm like, yeah, this one, this one almost feels, uh, I don't know, not like progressive metal, but like there's a lot of evolving and stuff that they don't like quite repeat or like they call back to it's it, this one's just kind of like changing a lot which yeah. i really i really appreciate yeah it's sketchy too it's got a killer solo yeah. uh it's got that pretty intro with you know like like sort of i guess it's pretty sure you get when it comes to this record um clean clean guitar you know um or it's clean as they're gonna get to but uh yeah. <laughs> but it, this one does kind of stay slower mm-hmm. most of it they do kind of end on a slower note um, but yep, back to, back to Satan-y stuff on this one. Cause they're talking about the abyss, uh, which <laughs> is, uh, a realm that Alistair Crowley talked about. Yeah, of course. Um, and then it's kind of just like, you know, the abyss is calling you and they're, they're succumbing to it. <laughs> I, I, I think that with both these records that we talked about today, you're not going to find any ballads and these are bands that don't do ballads. You know what I mean? Like, no, like, like I know that. You know, you hear "Turn the Page" or whatever by Metallica or whatever, and it's just we we want shit that's gonna that's gonna rock <laughs> this yeah. whole time. Uh, we want to rock out. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't want to sing along. I mean, we, are you possibly sing along by your voice? And I, <laughs> I find it hard for you. I'm sure the people that sing along with with uh, Dark Throne, but I just feel like they're not gonna do it around like so the people can hear them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Slayer, you could sing along with her. You could sing along with Slayer, right? Oh, I'm sure. But if you wanted to, I have a hard time. If you, if you, if you want, because I don't think Dark Throne. I don't think they're. I don't think they um tour, play live anymore. I don't think that for years. But I, I'd like to go to a show and see a dude sing along with Slayer, with with uh, Dark Throne. You know? Oh yeah, the guy standing next to you in the crowd who's yeah. shouting all the words, and yeah. you're like, shut the fuck. Hey, up. I'm here to see the band, not you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens. I, I can't wait to get back to a show, man. I really can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when it's safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, it's like, like I'm seeing pictures of uh, concerts. I'm like, mm, you know what? That's too many people. You know, I was watching Candyman yesterday, and I was like, man, all these people in this art gallery are just like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Like, fucking chill the fuck out. Like, spread apart, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and it's, it happens when I watch the TV. I'm like, man, there are lots of people there. Yeah, you know, wearing masks, dude. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, whatever. It's it, it makes me wonder if people out there making movies and in, in uh, TV where you know they're making it to where it's there's no pandemic, but it's being you know made during a pandemic. But no one wants. I to think see. so. They're probably trying to imbue some sort of timeless quality on it because I feel like having, uh, you know, COVID social distancing, mask wearing stuff in a movie is gonna severely date your movie it also, five uh, years from now. Yeah, and also bum me out now. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I don't really, I mean, no matter how horrible the movie is, I don't remember reminded in this, you know, this fucking nether revel in two years that we've been in, you know, like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine if they want to give a booster shot. Just let me you know. Okay. Yeah, I want one. Yeah. They're not recommending it for people they recommend for people who've been vaccinated for eight months or more. And it hasn't been that long for me yet. I don't think it's been that long for me either. I think I got it like, like 
I got it like four months ago. Yeah, same maybe five. Here. Yeah, same here. Uh, cool. Well, then we're good. Yeah, all right. I think we're good. I think, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, that was Seasons of the Abyss by Slayer. It, and is that the only Slayer record you really like? Yeah, and even then, I'm still kind of like, eh, I don't really like Slayer that much. But it has some songs on there I really like. Um, I I go back every so often to try Rain and Blood, and was like, nope, I still don't really like this that much. I mean, I'm glad other people do, but it's it's just not for me. So are you good to actually go ahead and uh, draw the next theme? I think so. Let me pull out the hat. I'll shake it up. And if you guys don't know, our hat's actually just a paper sack that has hat written on it. No, it's a it's a real hat. Those are hat sounds that you're hearing. All right. And I'll shake it up and pull it out. And, ah, guilty pleasures. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had this in my chamber for things to throw out there. I, I have my record already. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I know immediately what this one is going to be. All right, cool. That's, that's simple. Don't even have to think about it. Uh, good, good thing, because that would have been hard to, you know, if I had another Satanic Panic Drive episode. And oh, I, I know. Yeah, and just so you guys know, there's there's no guilty pleasure to Brian and I is that, you know, it's not like race is there. It's not like we had Screwdriver on there. We're guilty because they're racist. No, we just got no. we just got uh, perhaps embarrassing music. Um, yeah, like, definitely more on the embarrassing side. The like f- the fun embarrassing side. Exactly. Yeah. Like if someone caught caught me listening to it, they'd be like, "Oh, well, this this sucks." Yeah. <laughs> or you're like you're like they found this in your car. You're like, you like this, and you're like, "Please don't tell anyone." But yeah, um, more so, I can pass this one off as. Uh, it being ironic. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's an irony yeah, listen. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's not. Haha, <laughs> right? Do you, do you know any people that have done things ironic? Like, I knew a guy went and saw Creed because it was ironic. And I'm like, why don't you waste your money, man? Uh, this is back I don't on- know. I'd kind of want to be the fly, a fly on a wall at a Creed show. Yeah, or Alter Bridge or some shit like that. Like, people who really love Creed. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It, I feel like that'd be a good, like, people watching experience. Do you think there's guys out there that, like, like they have undying love for Creed? They have, like, Creed, like, posters on their wall that are framed with their signatures on? There's gotta be, right? They're out there, right? You would think. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's people there that love Nickelback like that, right? There's gotta be that, too. I mean, they do, they do stadium tours. They wouldn't be able to do stadium tours if people didn't go see them. It can't all be irony purchases. I know people that have gone to wrestling to be irony, but they actually end up becoming fans. They're like, oh, like, I've gone to a bunch of wrestling things. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no interest. In it. <laughs> like, we'll get you into it. Oh, uh, you and Neil. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what, we'll what, team what, up a tag team. What else you got going on, dude? Uh, well, uh, me and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast. Um, so if you like what you're hearing now or what uh, what you heard at the beginning, uh, check us out on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, we have two little like EP album things. They're both free to download and listen to. So check them out. Yeah. And how about you? I do. What do you got going on? I got a weekly movie podcast called Moves That Don't Suck and Some That Do. Uh, we do two movies a week. Uh, you guys heard me talk about Candyman. That'll definitely be talked in the next episode. Though I'm not sure when this episode is actually going to come out. So it might have been a w- couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, Moves Don't Suck and something new. There is a podcast out there called Moves Don't Suck, but that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. No. Now. Uh, they only talk about the bad ones. You talk about the some that do. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Or the good ones. Yeah. I mix that up. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they like. 
I, they do like episodes every two weeks, so we're the one that has like nearly 200 episodes. So, fuck damn. Him. Yeah, I know, dude. It's a long time. Uh, if, but uh, yeah. Uh, and um, if you guys want to hear the band that we're talking about, the Camel. Oh shit! I forgot their name. Uh, Camel City. Uh, you can't sleep blackouts. Camel City blackouts. There you go. Um, there's some memories we play at the end of the show, so stick around for them. Search them on the social media at Camel City Blackouts on Instagram, or just you know go to all the streaming platforms that have their music up there. And I promise you, it'll do it. it not really great if you're listening for music for this episode, but we talk about punk rock, you know. Yeah, hopefully they're not mad that they're squished into an episode that's all about Satan, but yeah. we'll see. Hey, well, we'll hear, we'll hear about it, sure. Um, but, um, uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening to Night. See you next time. Into the ocean